Welcome, everyone. This is the DFS Bomb. All right, we have our opening restart night tonight. Main slate, just two games. We have the Jazz and Pelicans playing each other for the first game at 6.30. The Clippers and Lakers coming after that at 9 o'clock. So let's jump right into it, guys. Tonight we're going to start off at the point guards. And, uh, yeah, I'm just super excited uh, tonight. Just A, just to get... Uh, ball back and B um, we only have a two game main slate which I usually do pretty well when they're two games and uh, even though there's obviously potential for some ties and then with this quarantine thing here I think there's going to be some unique opportunities to come up with some pretty possibly some pretty unique lineups so alright looking at these point guards here Lonzo Ball is the most expensive guys coming in at price tag at 7900 on FanDuel, 7400 on DraftKings for the year he's been averaging 33 points I expect him to play probably pretty decent uh, minutes uh, as usual. Probably no restrictions. I haven't heard any injury situations going on with him. So we have him. I'm not, you know, I'd, I probably won't have a whole lot of him, though, um, simply just because uh, there's so many high-end guys here, and I'm going to try to find value, and I think there are some pretty decent value plays. So, Again, he's the most expensive guy, the highest projected guy, but I don't really know if he's really going to be a guy, like I say, that I'll have a whole lot of ownership in. Coming in right after him is Mike Conley, and he is coming in at 5700 on FanDuel. He's a little bit more expensive on DraftKings, 6200 there. He's been averaging 29 points for the year. Uh, not the strongest of years. I do like his matchup going against New Orleans. They're a poor defensive team, 28th in the league, so one of the worst. But again, he's at that 5,700 value price tag there, so not super, super excited uh, with that price tag. Now, from here, it starts to get a little bit trickier. We have Patrick Beverly, who's listed as questionable. He's only 4100 on both sites, so I like the price tag there. He'd average 27 points for the year, so that's good. Uh, but again, we're not really certain if he's going to be playing. So that being said, if he's not playing, what I like as far as some potential value plays here is a guy like Reggie Jackson. He should be getting some, especially with Beverly out, uh, he should definitely be playing some more minutes. And uh, with him, let's see, last three games. So, you know, he part of his stats for the year, he had averaged 24 for the year, but he had been with Detroit for that whole first half of the year. And then right around that trade deadline, he actually didn't get traded. He got caught. Pistons released him, and then he signed with the Clippers. But he had averaged 24 points for the year on 23 minutes, so he's almost a point-per-minute guy there. Um, and then Laundry Schmidt also, he was questionable, but apparently he's going to be playing. So he's only that $3,500 price tag uh, with him. Normally I wouldn't be anywhere near him, but again, there's it's only two games, so there's not a ton of options. He's really cheap. Um, 3500 on FanDuel, 3200 on DraftKings. So there's a, from that standpoint, um, you know, I like him, and I think he's going to be out there playing minutes just because of some of the other guys that are going to be sitting out, mainly Beverly. Um, Caruso's another guy at that 3500 price tag with Rondo out and KCP being banged up a little bit. Um, Bradley is out, so I'm looking at Caruso 
probably playing more minutes. He normally this year had only been playing about 14 minutes a game and averaging 18 points. But again, I can see him coming off the bench. So that's not a guy um, that's necessarily, I don't think, too bad of an option in there. So, all right, let's take it over here to the scoring guards. Some pretty decent options here. Top guy for the year would probably be Drew Holiday. He had averaged about 36 fantasy points. He's coming in pretty steep price tag, 8300 on FanDuel, eight grand on DraftKings. Matchup middle of the road going against the Jazz, their 18th overall defense. And with him, you know, I probably won't have a whole lot of exposure with him just because these next couple guys I'm going to talk to, George and Mitchell, they're cheaper, and there's some other value plays there too. So, again, I don't know how much of him I'll probably buy uh, just because I like some of the options, other options out there a little bit better. But uh, speaking of those options, Paul George, 7,400 on FanDuel, 7,200 on DraftKings. He had been averaging about – 36, I'll back up real quick. Uh, when I was talking with Drew Holiday, he'd actually averaged 40 points for the year. I was looking at his minutes, 35 minutes. Paul George been averaging 36 for the year, about 29 minutes. Um, let's see here. Got Donovan Mitchell coming in right below Paul George. He's coming at 7,100 on Fandle, 7,000 on DraftKings. He's been averaging almost 37 points for the year, 34 minutes. So those are some things there that I like. Um, something too, I didn't really mention is how often they hit their value. Let me go back here to the point guards real quick. I'm marking off a fan duel. So they have this little section here says hit. And for example, Lonzo ball, and this is the five times value. So he had only hit his five times value 32% of the time with that $7,900 price tag. Whereas Mike Conley, he hits his value 46% of the time on the 5,700, uh, price tag. Reggie Jackson hits his value 57% of the time. So that's at least basically in those cases, 57% of the time, he would be having over five times value there. So in this case, that would what be about in the low 20s with his points, something like that. So I think that's just something to take into mind uh, consideration basically as far as uh, their potential to bust or not. And now going back here to the shooting guard. So Drew Holiday hits his value 49% of the time. Paul George, 54% of the time. Donovan Mitchell, 64% of the time, which kind of makes sense because all their point projections are relatively close, and Mitchell's the cheapest guy. So you'll probably have a little bit higher ownership compared to those other guys there potentially. And then from there, there's a really steep drop-off, and I was looking at that. One thought I would have with this, um, because there's, what, 800,000 entries, potentially almost 900,000 Um at least on FanDuel, for this main slate with it coming back, whereas normally I think what there might be, let's say, 60,000 entries. So I wouldn't be afraid to leave money on the table. Um, and when I say money on the table, I'm not talking about like a couple hundred bucks, maybe even like a thousand bucks, maybe 1,200 bucks. So I was playing around with a lot of lineups and uh, just the way it works because it's, it's really like there's really not that many mid-tier players, in my opinion. It's really top-heavy with the superstars, and then it, and it just kind of falls off quite a bit. So, example here, you know, we're looking at our price tag of these top guys, 8,300, 7,400, 7,100, and all of a sudden it drops right down to like 4,300 uh, with Jordan Clarkston. Not a bad option um, there. He's not nothing about him too overwhelming. He's expected to have about 23 fantasy points. That's what he's averaged for the year. 
Um, then from there, we go down to like KT, uh, KCP. He did have a little in injury designator. I think he might turn his ankle a little bit, but I expect him to play. Um, now with him, what I like about him, he's only 3,700 on FanDuel, four grand on DraftKings. He's only averaged 17 points for the year, playing 25 minutes, but he plays at least 30 minutes. His stats are usually quite well. So I like the fact, again, going back with with Rondo out and Danny, uh, excuse me, not Danny Green, but Avery Bradley being out. I really like his potential, uh, KCP, for getting some extended uh, minutes in there. And let's see here. Speaking of, we've got uh, Danny Green. Sorry here by the price tag. So, yeah, he's only 3800 Him and KCP, both those guys, I really like them. There is J.R. Raddick. He's four grand, but I don't think he's got really that good of a – as good as a good all-around game compared to some of those other guys. Uh, J.R. Smith, he's at four grand. Right now, I'm probably not going to have a whole lot of him. I think he could become very relevant as the season goes on, but I'm not so certain this first game how much he'll play between him and uh, Deion Waiters. So, again, I'm really liking the potential. If you're looking to save some money at this spot, maybe even Josh Hart, he's 4,400. Um, pretty solid player there, but again, I just like the price tag on Danny Green and KCP. Rodney McGruner's 3500 He might get a little bit more of a run, too, with the Clippers. But again, I probably like uh, – I could see most of my lineups, you know, getting a core group of guys and then probably working with Danny Green and KCP and then mixing them and spreading them out with those top three guys. That will probably be most of my strategy. Um, and usually, I mean, I'm definitely going to play 150 lineups tonight just because there's so much money on the line and that tree feet's cheaper than normal. So I'll probably still try to get a little bit of everybody here, but, um, yeah, those are the guys that I, that I tend to like. All right, let's take it over here to the small forwards. So some nice options here. Of course, we have LeBron James have been averaging 52 points for the year. Pretty expensive. 10,800 on FanDuel, 10,700 on DraftKings, um, it's LeBron, of course, so definitely going to look at having some uh, some exposure with him. Then right there, coming in behind him, we have Leonard. He's coming at 9,400 on FanDuel, 9,200 on DraftKings. He averaged about 48 points for the year. Another good, solid play. Again, both those guys, a little bit expensive. I'd probably throw some lines with both of them in there and then try to buy down uh, just for their potential to both have big games. But um, another guy, though, too, coming in behind them that – is playing really, really well is Brandon Ingram. Now, in FanDuel, he's only 7,300. 8,300 on DraftKings, but he's been averaging 40 points for the year, so you definitely like his potential. Let me back up, too, as far as their consistency. LeBron hits his value 52% of the time. Leonard, 51%. Brandon Ingram, at this price tag, hits it 70% of the time. So that is definitely a guy. Um, 7,300 normally would be a little bit more expensive, but just given that we've got uh, so many superstars, it's it's almost like that's kind of like today, that's kind of almost like a mid-tier pricing. So he's definitely not a bad guy. Um, and then from there, we, we get that steep drop-off again. Uh, Joe Ingles, though, if you're looking for a mid-tier guy at 4,800, I really like his potential. Um, he'll probably be playing a couple more minutes. 
in here uh, with Bogdan Badanovich out. And so with him taking up those minutes, uh, I think that bodes well for him. He's averaged about 24 points for the year. Again, that price tag, 4,800. Now on DraftKings, though, he's actually 5,700. So um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably even do a little bit of DraftKings. Normally I just do the uh, I just do FanDuel, but again, uh, so if you play on both sites, you know, if he's like Ingram and Ingles, maybe you don't play them on DraftKings because they're more expensive and you throw them on your FanDuel lineups. And then from there, there's a real steep uh, drop-off, like Markeith Morris, maybe Deion Waiters, Kendrick Williams. But to be honest, like all those other guys, I'm not excited about them at all. I'm really just going to be probably taking those top four guys and really just working, working them um, into my lineups. Because, yeah, I mean, all those other guys, yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited for them. Maybe they would come into play in the showdown slate, which I already have a video out on that, but outside of the main slate, nah. All right, let's take it here to the power forwards. So, and again, it's super early right now, so just keep an eye out on everything. Uh, there are some injury designations. Anthony Davis is, I think, listed as questionable, but they said he's going to play practice in full on Wednesday. Uh, got poked in the eye. He's definitely going to be your top guy coming in at 10,200 on FanDuel, 10 grand on DraftKings. He's averaged 52 points for the year. A um, lot to like there about him. And then from there at the power forwards, pretty slim pickings. Then right there, drops off tremendously to Zion. He's coming at 7,100 on FanDuel, 7,500 on DraftKings, averaged 36 points for the year. And with him, they have him as questionable. Uh, Gentry, their coach, is saying he's a game-time decision. Sounds like, I mean, I imagine he would probably play. They said he's been back. He's went through light practices. Um, apparently, he's been working out when he was out on the quarantine for a family emergency. So, definitely keep an eye on him. I got to think he is probably going to play. I mean, it's in my mind, it's it's one thing maybe coming back and not having your conditioning versus coming back off of like, you know, the knee injury and trying to work them back into things where, where I was looking at those stats and uh, when he'd come back off of that injury, I think he was maybe playing that first couple games. Like um, I think his first game he played maybe like 18 or 20 minutes he actually did pretty well. He had, I think about uh, 28 fantasy points and then he maybe went up a couple more minutes. So I don't know, you know, if they're going to maybe play him like half the game or not. Uh, he says he's ready to go. So something to just consider. Um, but as I, as you'll see here as I go on, there there's kind of slim pickings here. So even if he's playing half the game and even uh, that he's 7,100, he still might make a ton of sense to have. So from there, we drop off quite a bit to Kuzma, Cal Kuzma, 4,300. Now, Kuzma, if Davis does sit unexpectedly, uh, I'd be all over Kuzma. Um, and I still probably have a fair amount of him, um, potentially, just because, again, there's not a whole lot to pick with, pick from. So Kuzma had averaged 20 points for the year. Been playing pretty decent those last couple games. Um, uptick in his average is probably more about 24, 25 points. Hits his value. Let me back up real quick to the – I keep on hitting the – forgetting the value. Davis hits his value 63% of the time. Zion, 58 Cal Kuzma hits his value 50% of the time of that price tag. And then from there, we really drop off even further. Royce O'Neal is just a horrible fantasy player. 
He definitely plays a lot of minutes, um, but he's only averaged 20 points, fantasy points for the year, actually 19. Hits his value only 47% of the time. 4,200 on FanDuel on DraftKings. He's 4,900, so fuck no on DraftKings at that price. And I always joke because there's this points per minute here. He's 0.67. I mean, Jesus, like for a, for a swing man or big man in this case, fucking if you start and like you're not over like at least point eight. I mean, it's just horrible. He's like one of the least effective guys, unfortunately, from a fantasy standpoint. So I'm not a fan of him at all. I probably won't have any of him. Um, of course, I'll say that and watch him go off. So I might even throw a little bit. But I do like potential maybe of a guy like Marco, uh, Marcus Morris. He's 4,100, so he's a little bit cheaper. 4,700 on DraftKings. Uh, now, he'd been averaging 28 points for the year. That's a little bit misleading because a lot of that was with the Knicks. Um, not with the Clippers. And, of course, with the Knicks, he was probably a little bit more of a main focal point on the offensive end. At least he was just a veteran there. And more involved where, obviously, as we know, there's a lot of talented offensive players with the Clippers. He is starting, though. And he had been playing pretty decent minutes with them. So that's a guy that I potentially would like there, too. His last couple games, though, and here's the downside with him. His minutes were 22, 29, and 21. But his fantasy points were only 17, 12, and 17. So normally he's a .9 point per minute sort of guy. So, again, he's not somebody that, like, you know, I'm not going to just, like, lock on him. Um, I'll definitely throw him in there. But, uh, again, he's definitely got his uh, weaknesses. Now, a guy, particularly if Zion's not going to play, maybe Nicolo Melli, he'll come in and uh, he can play an uptick in minutes. He'd been averaging 17 minutes for the year and about 15 points. But if we go back those last couple games before the lockdown, his minutes were 26, 23, and 26. And his points were 25, 21, and 13. So, again, if he gets a little bit more run, that's a guy I consider. And then lastly out of this group, maybe uh, I don't think we need to go a deep dive with some of these guys that are super cheap, but a J. Michael Green is definitely someone to consider. Looked like uh, Montrezl Harrell is out for the Clippers, and he's usually going to split that center time with um, – with Zubak. So right now, Noah might be playing some of that, but I could see maybe J. Michael Green getting a little bit more run. He'd been for the year, been averaging 21 minutes and about 17 fantasy points. Uh, when he does get out and play, he's a 0.84 points per minute guy. So again, I just referenced that real handy tool. You know, you look at Royce O'Neal, if these guys are both going to play, say 24 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it is, uh, J. Michael Green, I mean, he he almost poured, uh, by .15 points, like outperforms him per minute, which is pretty big. So um, I definitely think that he's a guy to consider. And then even like that Mally, he's a .88. So, you know, when you're getting guys that are around that uh, one point, that's that's pretty pretty solid for these uh, more backup type guys or the guys that aren't going to be your main focus. So, again, not a whole lot to pick with. And it's kind of funny, like each position, it's really like there's like the haves and then there's kind of like the have-nots. There's not that much in between. Um, but all right, let's take it here to the centers. So the main guy here tonight, Rudy Gobert, he's coming in at 8,200 on FanDuel. 
His price tag on DraftKings is quite a bit cheaper, so I do like that. It's only $7,100. Um, so, again, maybe there's one of those options where if you're playing on both sites, maybe, uh, maybe you punt them on uh, FanDuel and you throw them in a DraftKings lineup. Because what I do like about it is there, there's, in my opinion, some pretty nice center options tonight uh, as far as value is concerned. So below there, we go down to Derek Favors. He's coming in at 5400 We'll back up quick. We're again with Gobert. He hits that value 52% of the time, the, the five times value. Even though, honestly, now normally we'd probably look at our six or seven times value, but again, on a two-game slate, um, if they're hitting five times value and no one's really blowing up elsewhere, it's they still could be uh, easily in that top lineup. So, all right. From there, again, it's a pretty steep drop-off. We go down to Derek Favors, and he's more of like, I guess there's a couple guys you consider mid-tier, but anyhow, he's 5,400 on FanDuel. He's going to be 5,800 on DraftKings. Been averaging about 27 points for the year, 24 minutes. Hits his value 47% of the time. All right, and then from here we go down, and then here are the guys that I'm really excited about tonight are Zubak. Uh, like I said, Montrez Harrell is out, and for the year, he's paying 18 minutes, almost 21 points. Now, his point per minute, look at him. He's almost 1.2. And I'd imagine with Zubak out going against the Lakers, who've got McGee, Howard, Anthony Davis. I mean, they've got one of the biggest front lines in there that Zubak can probably play in that 18 minutes. I, I think he's probably going to play a little bit more tonight. Um, I would probably think he at least play half the game. Uh, because from there, we've got Joaquim Noah, who... I think he got yeah he had been signed um, so he hadn't even played with the Clippers yet this year. So Zubak with that price tag of forty five hundred on both of those sites hits his value forty nine percent of the time there. Um, but again, that's he only plays eighteen minutes. I mean that's phenomenal getting twenty points in eighteen minutes. Like I was talking about with uh, you know that uh, Royce O'Neal. I mean shit, he doesn't get that many points and he's playing almost thirty minutes. So. Again, that's like just a good example. So Zubak, I'm really excited about him. Another guy there, too, right behind him is Javal McGee for the Lakers. 17 minutes for the year, about 20 fantasy points. 1.22 points per minute sort of guy. Um, would hit his value 52% of the time. I think that Dwight Howard, they said his knee's been a little bit banged up. Anthony Davis, I mean, I guess he got poked in the eye. Um, I just see, I see McGee, I just see him playing. You know, and so that 17 minutes, I could see him playing maybe about 24 minutes from this game as well, potentially too. And he's just a beast. Um, he's just he's a, he's such a good player um, when it comes to defense and rebounding and block shots and things of that nature. Um, that man, if he gets out there for 24 minutes, I'm really excited about him. 4,400 on Fanduel now in DraftKings, he's 800 less. So that in my mind, like 3,600, that's a freaking steal there. Um, and then after that. Dwight Howard potentially, um, like I said, it looked like he's a little bit banged up. If with him, he's thirty nine hundred though. That's the one thing I do like about him. He's even cheaper than McGee, nineteen minutes. So he plays a couple more minutes and he has twenty one points. So a couple more points, but he's not even quite as uh, impactful as McGee. McGee's at one point two two points per minute. Howard is one point one three. So, and after that, you know, maybe Joaquim Noah, just because he's 3,800, he is so cheap. He could probably get a pretty decent run there. Um, you know, the, the alternative is maybe the Clippers play a little bit small ball. And I mentioned maybe that Javal or uh, J. Michael Green 
you know, maybe he ends up basically holding down that center spot. That is a possibility, and Noah doesn't really play a whole lot. So Noah, I could see him, you know, kind of have that bust potential. And then, like I say, with Howard, um, with it being the first game back, maybe they're not going to play him a whole lot. In fact, it even looks like right before they shut down, yeah, he must have been banged up because he even played that last game, and then he had six minutes and ten. Um, ironically, when that happened, you would have thought Javal McGee's like minutes would have really shot up. Um, but we do know that Anthony Davis did play in those games. So in those games, um, you know, maybe the Lakers went a little bit more small ball potentially too, which they could easily do. So I think that is, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. So, uh, yeah, it's just awesome to be back. Um, finally have some freaking games. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully uh, the season will run smooth for them. I've got a big spreadsheet that I'm keeping that uh, I'll be able to track things down by those eight regular season games, and uh, and I'll have them broken down by the playoffs. So I'll have like a cumulative running total, and then we'll be able to look at things uh, based upon like you know, especially as we get deeper into the playoffs, and I'll have a better feel on my spreadsheet because the rotations will probably tighten up a little bit. Um, they typically do um, once we get into those playoff runs. So. And with that, you know, minutes change and point projections change too. So I'm really excited about all this. So, all right, guys, take care. Go out and kick some ass tonight. And then we will be coming back at you tomorrow with another video. All right, peace out, guys.